Hello and welcome back to another week of the Baseball Talk Radio Show. I'm Gary Mack and I'm joined by the great Rich Baxter. Rich, how are you? Thank you very much for the intro, Gary. Doing good. Good. How about yourself? I am doing very well. I'm hearing myself in this speaker, so uh, this headphone, so I'm going to have my headphones out a little cockeyed here, but uh, right. a new setup I'm trying out, Rich, and we'll see how exactly that works out. Uh, I'm doing good, Rich. Uh, we are coming down on the end of the season here, uh, a mere, what, five days left, and then uh, we'll be into the playoffs. Five days left. Um as you said, a lot of teams don't even have more than 50 games in the books. I read earlier today, St. Louis being one of them, a couple of other teams. So they're obviously not going to get a full season in. But, um, you know, what can you say? It was COVID-19 baseball for 2020, and they did the best they could with it. Well, it's a wacky, it was a wacky, crazy season. Let's be honest about it. And, uh, you know, numbers are skewed all over the place and it's still a little wacky. They've set up the, uh, the so-called, uh, uh, bubble for the playoffs, but, uh, I'm reading about it today, Rich, and they want to do a bubble, but Manfred wants to have people come into the stands now. Not for nothing. I don't think if you have a bubble with X amount of teams and players and then invite outsides in, it kind of takes away the whole purpose of the bubble, doesn't it? Yeah, it takes completely neutralizes the bubble, um, makes it, uh, you know, puts it backwards, actually. Yeah, it doesn't make a lot of sense at all. But, uh, you know, that's Rob Manfred, I guess. Uh, uh, he told uh, Bob Nightingale of USA Today that, that they, we are pressing ahead to have fans in Texas. Uh, one of the most important things for a game is the presence of fans. Starting down the path of having fans in stadiums in a safe and risk-free environment is very, very important to our game. I don't know how you're going to you know, have it risk free, but, uh, we'll see. And, and, uh, Rich, I don't know if you saw this, but the way the bubble is going to work out is the best of the three wild card round. The highest seed will host all games at its home ballpark. So the national league uh, DS will be a globe life field in Arlington and minute Maid park in Houston, the ALDS will be a Petco Park in San Diego and Dodger Stadium in Los Angeles. And then the NLCS will be a Globe Life Field in uh, Arlington, Texas. The ALCS will be in Petco Park. And the World Series will be a Globe Life Field. Interesting that they're playing the National League Series in American League ballparks and the American League uh, Series in National League ballparks. Don't know what, what the purpose of that is. Yeah, again, that's sort of backwards in itself. And somebody decided it was a good idea. So <laughs> uh, I'll be going ahead with that. And just a side note, um, I had a, um, a Facebook post on our Facebook page um, probably about two weeks ago. 
right after we did our last show. And um, it sort of asked the fans, you know, how do you feel about baseball now? And an overwhelming majority of, of fans that bother to, you know, hit like on our uh, Facebook, uh, I guess you call it a promotion. Mm-hmm. And they they really let their comments fly. And uh, baseball lost a lot of fans. It's not going to be shown till next year when the parks open again, if they do open as they have for, you know, a hundred years now. Mm-hmm. But yeah. um, I, I don't think we've seen the backlash um, from the fans with baseball yet. It will be interesting to see whether it's a backlash on political reasoning uh, or just a backlash on the the whole idea of playing a season, uh, you know, a quick season with no uh, no people in the stands. It, it it'll be you know interesting to see what 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 kind of backlash that takes. But uh, it's just been I. I, I find it. I never thought I would miss people in the stands, but boy, watching a game, it's it's very difficult with without people. Now, I will admit, the other day I watched a Met game, and uh, I kind of got lost in the game, I guess, because I actually felt like there were people in the stands. Yeah, um, maybe the cutouts had something to do with that, the crowd noise, uh, but. It has made it very difficult to uh, watch a game, and uh, and I think I'm still. I hate to say it, but I think I still have uh, uh, a bit of uh, annoyance over the whole political aspect this year took, especially when the Mets walked off the field. That is still bugging me, and uh, it's going to take some time to get over that. Yeah, and it's it's far from over. I think next year with the tickets, viewership, things like that, it's going to show up in a big way. Everything's so skewed this year, it's hard to tell um, whether it's just because of the way everything changed with the rules, 16 teams making the playoffs out of 30, and sadly, but truthfully, possibly, the talk is that they probably will want to keep this going as far as making half the league get into the playoffs now. And that, that would be a shame as well, because, you know, for so many years, it was like, you know, if you didn't make the playoffs, there was always next year, but now you're going to have a lot of teams that are just going to limp along enough to get into the playoffs. And if you followed some of the teams and some of the, on the border teams, some of them really don't even deserve to be in the playoffs. And then it opens up the whole thing is, well, we don't have to improve the team that much. Cause Hey, we made the playoffs last year. You know, we'll just tweak a little bit. So, uh, yeah, that could end up hurting, uh, the free agent markets and everything. Uh, but again, uh, you know, we have no control over it. And no say, and uh, the say that we have is not to go to the games next year, if we're even allowed to. Yeah, and as you said, making the playoffs used to be a real tough feat. Uh, There's several teams that haven't made the playoffs in years. They're going to make it in this year. 
Uh, on the edge of the playoffs is the Marlins for one team. They're still, uh, I don't think they're in it yet, but they have a, five more games to go and they could possibly make the playoffs for the first time in many years. Exciting some fans down there, but did they earn the playoffs? Did they earn getting in my team, my favorite team, the Phillies? They've been teeter-tottering, mainly down. They don't really deserve to get into the playoffs with a record that they have. It's just, if everybody makes the playoffs, then what's the regular season? And I've felt this about hockey, basketball, when they went to that format. Why spend your money, hard-earned money, going to games? Yeah, they count during the regular season, but half the teams are going to make the playoffs. So to me, in hockey, it was almost like two seasons of hockey. You had your regular season games. Then you had a whole other season of playoffs. Mm -hmm. Well, my guess is, is like you said before, it's going to, excuse me, it's going to stick around. Uh, We are going to see this format again. All of these rules are, uh, I, you know, I keep saying that people say, no, it was only this year. No, we're going to see all of these rules. It's going to be a DH in the National League. Double headers, when they have to play them, are going to be seven innings. They're going to start an extra inning game with a runner on second. Uh, and uh, they're going to go to a 16-game playoff format. And I think eventually what's going to happen, and it could happen within the next two to three years, once the, uh, uh, the uh, bargaining agreement comes up, you're going to see uh, the season shortened, I think. In uh, and and maybe they'll play either another, not another round of playoffs, but they'll increase the length of the first round games. Maybe instead of a one playoff uh, uh, wild card game, they'll have a best of three or something along that line. Uh, but it's coming. We're going to go to 154. Season game season, I believe, maybe even less, maybe one uh, forty-two or something along that lines, and increase the playoff games, and uh, that's that's going to be the new norm. And you know, Rich, they're not looking. I hate to say it, but they're not looking at people like us. They're looking at a younger crowd that wants fast. Once uh, more teams in the playoffs, more of a chance of winning. And uh, <clears throat> we're old school. We're, we're dinosaurs, my friend. And uh, we're getting kicked to the curb. We're not the, the demographic that they're trying to meet. Yeah, we <laughs> apparently so. But um, I'll give credit to them for, for recognizing things that aren't supposed to be as well. So. We'll see what happens in the offseason, but to me, uh, Rob Manfred has been the worst thing to happen since baseball. Um, I can't even remember somebody that has changed baseball and affected baseball so much under a leadership such as he has. And it's, it's that far, way out, wacky, you know, this isn't working type of mentality that <laughs> nobody was complaining. I didn't hear many complaints from anybody, but you know, in the effort to streamline uh, or, but I really think that baseball is sort of like trying to 
pile it all up into one entity. And they, they made that move when they tried to get the MILB under uh, their wraps, which they did, apparently. They're going to be administrating the, the minor league teams. And the, it's a sort of a power grab to me, and it's uh, it doesn't sit well with me. It just doesn't. Well, apparently he wants all baseball under the uh, uh, auspices of MLB. Even Little League Baseball, I read an article that said even going as far as Little League Baseball uh, should be under the auspices of MLB. Now, <laughs> I, you know, I don't know what is Baseball USA going to be under that too or what. They just signed the – they just continued a partnership deal with the uh, Atlantic League, and I think they're probably trying to horn into that. The Atlantic League is a independent league of uh, of eight teams that uh, we have a team out here, the Long Island Ducks, who were the 2019 champions. They did not play this year, uh, <clears throat> uh, but the uh, the the whole idea of the partnership deal is they can try different experiments. And the Atlantic League will be the guinea pigs. They will try the experiments. I think they tried a shorter pitching mound, and there was something about uh, I couldn't something with first base that was so confusing I couldn't even understand what the heck they were even talking about. Uh, but they've tried other experiments there, and and that is going to be the uh, laboratory, I guess, for the Major League Baseball. Uh, as far as the minor leagues go, who knows what's going to happen next year? You know, um, the contract is up. Uh, it looks like the MILB will cease to exist and it will all come under the auspices of the MLB and <clears throat> teams will be allowed uh, three, three or four farm teams next year. And uh, so we'll see what happens. But it's really a shame that taking baseball out of it. We've said this before, Rich, you're trying to grow the game, yet you're taking the game out of communities where their their professional baseball may be a uh, a league game. Yeah, it's quite possible. Well, I want to invite all of our listeners out there to our Facebook page. As I was saying, we had a prom promotion going on. And, Gary, we're, we picked up 88,000% on our Facebook page. All right. <laughs> you can believe that. Now, uh, you just go to facebook.com forward slash baseball talk radio show. All one word linked together. And you can find and like our page. You can find out stuff that we're up to. Gary's got a new mic set up there doing it with the show here. And wireless stuff will we'll be posting. works out. Yeah, yeah, we'll be posting stuff like that on there, sort of behind the scenes stuff. So check us out there. Hit it, follow button um, over there, like the page, and um, you know, follow us so we can get to you with uh, our updates and things like that. You can also pop on over to our anchor 
anchor.fm page. It's over at anchor.fm forward slash baseball talk. And you can find our page there. Uh, subscribe to the page with a donation if you'd like. There's a donation button there, little as 99 cents a month at uh, the site. And also listen to all of our shows there. So that's anchor.fm forward slash baseball talk radio show as well. And I do apologize for my uh, throat being a little scratchy and uh, having to drink water. Uh, I am a little under the weather. I don't know if it's allergies or what, but uh, so I hope you'll uh, all excuse me for that. But uh, Rich, I don't know if you've been checking out the standings as uh, teams are closing in the uh, Dodgers, of course, have won their division and Oakland has won their division. Uh, I believe also the Braves have won their division. Yeah, Braves clinched the division. And uh, San Diego and the Yankees, Minnesota, and Cleveland and Chicago all have clinched playoff spots. So just they're just jockeying for positions now. But um, some new teams in the playoffs this year. Excuse me. In this wacky season. And uh, that should make the playoffs at least a little bit more interesting, hopefully. Yeah, you got the Chicago White Sox, a name that we haven't heard uh, with the team in the playoffs for a long time. Uh, Toronto Blue Jays apparently going to make the playoffs. Uh, On the NL side, we have, of course, San Diego. They did wonderfully 34-21 and right now. And as you mentioned, Gary, Dodgers are, you know, mailing it in at 39 and 16, <laughs> 709 winning percentage, 0.709 for them. Uh, the Phillies had a chance to be in it. They stumbled late. I think they might still have a chance, but they'd have yeah. to run the table. Well, they're a game out with, uh, what do we got? Uh, five left, so. There's it's a chance, a, but they've got to jump over San Francisco, Milwaukee, and Cincinnati, uh, yeah. and Miami. So it gets tougher, you know, as you go along. So, yeah. So, um, a lot of teams going to be in teams that necessarily might not have made the playoffs. They're going to be in. So as as we were talking about earlier in the show, that the owners are going to like this. They're going to latch on to this and before you know it uh this is the way baseball is going to go unfortunately uh and maybe some people out there are happy i don't know you send us a send us a message <laughs> go over to our facebook page uh, let us know how you think about it maybe some people are happy about it out there change isn't always bad but when you radically change something like baseball's seemingly doing right now it's a, it's a whole bunch of change yeah and and like i said i guess we're just dinosaurs maybe we don't like change that much. yeah and, you know your local teams i'm sure have been touting the 21 season season tickets a five game six game pack 10 game pack yeah and you, Take my advice. Don't do it. <laughs> you want to tie your money up for six months? 
before they tell you that there's no season? I I wouldn't. Yeah, yeah, I would wait until we know what's going to go on with this COVID because, uh, you know, we could have a change in the elections and, and then uh, before you know it, we're shut down again. So, uh, yeah. yeah, hold on to your money until you know it's a sure thing and that the people are going to be in the stands. And um, one team that we know is not going to be playing, Rich, is uh, the uh, Los Angeles Angels in Anaheim. I think that's with the moniker they go by now. I uh, couldn't figure this out, though. Angels shortstop Andrew, Andrelton Simmons announced Tuesday that he has opted out of the remainder of the season. Oh, you know, Tuesday we had eight games left. COVID-19 concerns have caused others to opt out, though the 31-year-old has played the majority of the 2020 campaign. He spent time on the injured list with his sprained left ankle, but has otherwise appeared in 30 games. Why opt out the last week of the season? I don't understand that. Um, If anything, just say my ankle hurts. I can't play if you don't want to play. Uh, a little confusing there, but he's a free agent as well. So maybe that has something to do with it. He doesn't want to risk getting hurt or getting sick. So he opted out for the rest of the seams. And it just seems so when I saw this, it just seems so odd to me that at this point with a week, less than a week left, someone would opt out of the season. Yeah, and somebody that wasn't hurt or injured to the extent of you would think they would opt out of the season. So, yeah, this has been a wacky season from <laughs> it certainly has. spring training, the middle of March, when we all learned that, you know, baseball closed down and uh, the question mark was whether we'd even see baseball this year. And, of course, we did, but the level of quality and comparison with other seasons, I don't think you can put it anywhere close to that. We just had a nice diversion to go to uh, for the summer into early fall here already. And uh, they're going to finish it up and we'll see what 21 holds. It's very much a question mark as well. So we'll see. Yeah, it did. It is amazing how we're in such a state in the world that we don't know what the heck is going on anymore. What's up? What's down? What's left? What's right? I don't even know anymore, Rich. But, uh, you know, like you said, we will see. Yeah, we didn't get to bring many food stories to you this year (laughs) because none of the stadiums were open. But (laughs) No concessions. You know, I made the best of it when I was watching. And I'll admit, I didn't watch like I normally do. I just, I couldn't get into it this year. As you said, you had a feeling that you felt fans were in the stadium, even though they're not. And I sometimes turn on the television and I'll look and it shocks me, you know, like how come nobody's moving back in the stands, (laughs) you know, like, oh yeah, they're all cardboard. (laughs) So it's it's taken some used to by the fans. You know, you got to have your snacks at home nowadays, so we can't even talk about ballpark food. But That's right. That was one of our favorite topics to hit. But, uh, yeah, I want to 
extend an invitation out there to our listeners. We used to listen and hear from a few people from the West Coast that listen to our show. I'm still they, sure they probably do still. So get back in touch with us. Let us know what you think. You know, when you're um, driving along the work or whatever, listening to our podcast and. Uh, we're also out on YouTube, so if you want to see the video version of the show, we welcome you to that as well. See our handsome faces. <laughs> we don't charge any extra. <laughs> oh, Rich, it's funny. You know, you, you were talking about the, uh, uh, you know, watching the game and not seeing anybody move. And then uh, I, I had the, the uh, Mets were on Fox this weekend, and they actually had um, – I, I don't know what they did. They actually put fans in the moving fans in the the outfield bleaches. I think it was somebody hit a home run and I saw people moving, uh-huh. grabbing for the ball. And I thought I was hallucinating. You know, I said, oh, I've been watching too much of this game. If the cut, cut, cutouts are starting to move around now. But then I read that Fox is, is something when they do some of the games, they put computer generated people in the stands, which is a little bizarre, little, <laughs> yeah, to say the least. Uh, uh, I, I don't know anything to get the, uh, the feeling, I guess, but wow. I mean, it, it was bizarre. I will give you that. So. Yeah, so we're do? heading down into the last week of the regular season. And um, I don't know what you can say. How much credence are you going to give to the world champion of baseball this year? Do they deserve every accolade that previous teams have had during the years, over the years rather, or is it going to be like an asterisk next to their name? Well, you know, it's an interesting point. Uh, technically, I guess you'd have to say, look, they earned it. They can't help it. The season is what the season is. And they went out and did what they had to do, whoever may win. Um, what about the awards? You know, uh, you know, there was some important awards coming from New York. Uh, Jacob DeGrom was going for a third in a row. Cy Young Award in the National League. Um, now, the first two, he won over a 162-game season. Is it fair, then, to go, to have a Cy Young over a 60-game season where one person can get hot or, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Uh, same thing with the batting average. Don't know. We had discussed here, I believe, that if a guy hit over 400, you know, was it going to count? Uh, because it, it, it's not the same as Ted Williams when he hit what 406. Uh, you know, that was a 154 game season, I think. So, I don't know what they're gonna do. I personally, I think some of them the awards would probably be better off not, not even assigning, uh, like a Cy Young. It's hard to get a grip on a pitcher in a 60 game season. Um, you know, I, I guess you'd have to have a batting title because the, there is going to be somebody that's going to lead in the batting title. You're going to have a home run race. Uh, but I don't know. I think you know, MVP is going to be hard to pick. Uh, I, I think 
like I said, Cy Young, uh, even gold gloves and all, I think they should suspend a lot of that until next season and then just pick it up again. But uh, I don't think they will because, uh, as you say, that's uh, it's money and MLB gets to do a whole show on the, on these awards in the in the winter. And uh, but there's going to have to be asterisk. You know, look at it this way. Somebody's going to look at a record book 30 years from now. And they're going to see, you know, home runs in, in 2018. The guy led the league with uh, 48 home runs and last year 53. And then this year could be, you know, 19, 20. They're going to say, what the heck happened? Uh, yeah. You know, it's got to have an asterisk. It's going to have to say 60-game season. And, uh, you know, does it diminish a world championship? In a way, I think it does. I don't think you're going to look as fondly as you would look upon a team that won in a 162-game season. Yeah, plus the fact that you have so many teams in the playoffs. Mm -hmm. Anything can happen with that if a wild card gets high off into the World Series even, then you could make the argument that they might not have been there on a regular season. So a lot of unanswered questions games that have not been played. And we kind of knew this going into this season. I think we were talking about it a few months ago when it first started. Um, we knew that there was going to be question marks and um, asterisks, so to speak. And now I think all this confirms it because you can't. Um, but interestingly enough, it's getting even more <laughs> question marks with the playoffs, wanting to have fans in the bubbles. And uh, it's, it's just getting more and bizarre as the year goes on. <laughs> I guess that's certainly, oh, there goes the telephone. I, <laughs> I guess that's certainly the best way to put it, Rich, that it's getting more bizarre as we go along. <laughs> what one of the good news, if I may, uh, Baltimore Orioles star Trey Mancini just finished six months of chemotherapy treatments, and uh, he has been battling stage three colon cancer ever since Docs discovered a tumor last spring, and uh, it's been a tough, uh, tough, tough haul for him. You know, uh, between getting chemo and coronavirus uh, at the same time being uh, locked in, you know, uh, he's been uh, receiving his drugs through a metaport in his chest, but he is uh, completed his treatments now, seems to be healthy. And so that's the best part of the news. And hopefully we'll see him <clears throat> uh, next year uh, back on the ball field. Yes, indeed. Hope he uh, has a speedy recovery. And uh, what, what what can you say? You know, the playoffs will be on soon. Hopefully you're happy about it out there listening to the show. I don't know how much I'm going to watch. I don't think my team's going to make it. I don't think your team's going to make it. Gary, does that, is that going to make us not watch this playoffs? Uh, I may uh, tune in, Rich, just uh, for the sake of uh, because of what we do here and uh, to keep in touch, uh, keep in touch online, 
you know, uh, check out the scores and stuff. I don't know if I'll be as fervent. I mean, my watching is in years past, um, but uh, I'll probably check in and out here and then. Very cool. So we'll try to keep you up to date as best as possible uh, as the playoff situation unfolds with the the bubbles and things like that. <laughs> and um, what can we say? We're just we're doing our best in this COVID uh, situation as well. Yes, we all are, and uh, trying to keep you informed as best as possible when there's when there's something uh, new to report. Hopefully, we can uh, have it here on the Baseball Talk Radio Show. Yeah, and that's before we wind up today. Um, that's something interesting about the whole game itself. It seems like the press are now more of a blogger's distance away from the game that they can't get these little inside stories because they're not in the, in the uh, locker rooms and they're not on the fields and they don't hear the whispers. They don't hear the arguments. They're at an arm's length away from the game. So it's interesting on that effect as well. Like they're not as close to the game either. This yeah, year. And, and, uh, I think it's been very, very difficult for uh, a lot of these writers this year to try to, uh, I I think we're all going through the same thing. You know, uh, when you're used to to covering a team, as you say, you're on the field and in the clubhouse and everything. And I don't know what, what they're sitting in the press box now, I guess, if they're, if they're there at all, um, probably limited, and then uh, they're in a, uh, a room. Uh, I know the Mets do a, a pregame show and a postgame show, but the pregame show always has the uh, announcer that, you know, roams around the stadium, yeah. uh, interviews the manager, and it, they've been doing it on Zoom. And he's actually been home half of the time. Now, some of the time he shows up at the stadium uh, and he's, uh, not really wandering around because he can't interview cardboard cutouts, uh, but they don't have that aspect of the game anymore. And uh, that's kind of missing as well in a broadcast. And I mean, I don't know what the, how the Phillies did it, but the Mets were, when the Mets were on the road, their broadcast team was in city field calling the game, watching it on TV. Like we were watching it. So, yeah. Um, that was everything. It's very bizarre, very strange season. Yes, it has been. Yeah, that's the way they did it in Philly as well. So we'll see if 21 changes all of this and uh, improves it again, gets it back to normal, gets some of those people back to work. I think they were starting to eliminate some jobs because of uh, you know the lack of uh, being able to go through the stands and obviously all those ballpark uh, employees yeah. as well. So, yeah, let's just cross our fingers that everything gets better. Um, we're a week away from the playoffs. I have a mystery guest in the wings to talk to us on the next show. If certain oh. things happen with their team. So I'll keep that all as a right. mystery for now. Okay. <laughs> now but, I'm all excited. Uh, yeah. So we'll, <laughs> Appreciate you listening to this podcast of the Baseball Talk Radio Show. Check us out at BaseballTalkRadio.com. 
Gary's over at MetsMusings.com. You can check out the latest in his podcast on uh, baseball and specifically the Mets. And, of course, mine's over at FightingPhillies.com for the Phillies and some podcasts on the Phillies. And if I may, I'd like to uh, uh, hype my current episode of Mets Musings. I did a... Uh, it's a little, if you're a baseball fan and a fan of pitching, and it was a Tom Seaver fan, uh, not necessarily a Met fan, I hope you'll take a look at Mets Musings. I I interviewed uh, <clears throat> Skip Lockwood, a former teammate of Tom Seaver, and uh, John Matlack, uh, another former teammate of uh, Tom Seaver and uh, an author of a book, uh, that was co-authored with Art Shamsky about the '69 Mets. So at that's it's the memories of the franchise is my last episode. So uh, we we talk about uh, Tom Seaver's uh, career and everything and what he meant to different players and uh, it was just a fun thing to do and and I hope you'll all check it out. And thanks for listening to us here on the Baseball Talk Radio Show podcast.